Hi, everyone. Today, um, I am with Deb. Deb, introduce yourself. I'm Deb Fetter. I am a recovering attorney um, who, after practicing for 15 years, I've spent the last decade working with professionals on bringing in business through real conversations and building great relationships, especially out there on LinkedIn. And I hail from the world of Kansas City. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Have you always been in Kansas? No, I grew up in Iowa, so really not that far away. So, but left, went out to school, came here, thought I was going to work here for two years was the plan. And then I met my husband and I got asked to take on another job. And now I've got oak trees and dogs and kids and probably I'm never leaving. Sounds like a dream life. (laughs) (laughs) Oak trees and dogs. Oak trees and dogs. So we just had a great conversation about the the weekend. Um, Tell me about your weekend plans. (laughs) So... I have to go there and say it's the Super Bowl, Kansas City, gonna have to. Um, it's The whole town is all up in arms over it and it's a pretty exciting time around here. So I'm, as I just mentioned to you beforehand, I'm gonna probably spend the next 48 hours negotiating the food that will be eaten during the Super Bowl and begging my children to get the homework done before the Super Bowl. And so that's probably my entire weekend. <laughs> so tell, tell me about the, the negotiating part. And how are you gonna? What is the strategy for winning it? For winning with my children? Well, yeah, yeah, let's just start, we're just gonna confess that you just told me that they I should just make a sign that says unhappiness is a way of being around here, and that's my new negotiation strategy. Um, but I, I'm, I'm gonna go with like we need everybody to win here. So if my if the goal is that we actually get to watch the game then I sort of need to have a little bit of everything. Like election night was a big night around here for food negotiations. So I had maybe like 55 appetizers for four people so that there was zero chance of complaining. (laughs) I'm a big believer that you can, people get along better when there's food and they get along better when they've got some food of some sort that they like. But I know. How many dishes did you have for the election day? I mean, seriously, like I can send you a picture. The entire coffee table was filled and stacked on top of itself with different nibbles of different kinds. Wow. I can't even count. You're so much more generous than than, than I could ever become. (laughs) I love, okay, as I told you, when I love to cook, I love to cook. But I don't love like the daily negotiations. So like yesterday, we we had Chinese food at the beginning of the week. My daughter took the leftovers for lunch. My son found out at school that the leftovers were in her her lunch and not his. I got 48 hours of texts of why did she get the good leftovers and he got the junky lunch to the point where I just gave up yesterday. I'm not lying. I can't believe I'm telling everybody this. I went back to the restaurant and got another order of it, not for eating at home, just to put in his lunch to zip the conversation. (laughs) Let's pretend those are leftovers. (laughs) I, I did. I was like, I put it in the fridge. I never served it hot. I literally put it in the fridge and dumped it out into his lunch this morning. Speaking of negotiations, the one thing you have, you and I have in common is some, I guess, flirtation with contracts. Um, and the other thing that we have in common is 
uh, somewhere there, we move forward to things other than practicing law. So tell me about your journey. So I practiced for 15 years and I was both in-house and in big firms. And when kind of like the last piece of my work, when I left in-house and gone back to the firm, I really realized that like we could do things easier, right? Like from every time I'm that person who likes to rearrange like how a restaurant does things because I can see it differently and we can make it more streamlined. And so I was all about working with the lawyers on my team and the companies about how can we make this easier? And this is way back before contracts were, you know, that the world of systematizing things and making it streamlined online was even a reality for any of us. I mean, we had to like hunt through like filing systems to find the contracts, but I just knew there were ways to do it better. So I started helping people change how they were talking to vendors, changing how the discussions happened way back so that by the time you got to a contract, everybody was actually in agreement. Um, And so through that, it started my consulting and coaching career, uh, which really developed into business development strategy because when we can have those conversations at the beginning and change how we get involved in the conversations, we build better relationships. We make things easier. And that's what I love to do. I love it. I, I love the idea how if you have an intention before the conversation begins, you're mm-hmm. so much more likely to um, get whatever you want and have a definition of success. Um, and in the end, preparation is is really what helps you get there. I mean, you would have thought it was like I created some sort of like miracle when I was like, here's a document. And if you can actually answer all of these questions, we're probably on the right track. But if you don't actually ask and talk about these broad you know, things to start with and then build from there, you're going to get to the negotiation table and you guys are on like opposite ends of the universe. So talk about what you actually want. If you want to buy this, you got to talk about buying this. You can't hide the ball forever. It's not a great negotiation tactic. <laughs> Literally, get on the same page. Answer the same question. <laughs> Literally, here's the page and don't get off of it. So, Deb, um, I hear a lot about, I, I, I love you on LinkedIn. I mean, I just love you, general. Um, and I love you what you do on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm a huge fan, more like a groupie, but but let's scratch that because that, that's not appropriate for LinkedIn. Let's just call me a fan. Um, I hear this thing called Focus 30. Tell, tell me more. What is it? Focus 30 is like the craziest phenomenon of the last year. So right when the pandemic, you know, beginning of March, I started getting all these calls of, hey, we want to work with you. We need your help. We're freaking out. We don't know what to do. We're missing like connecting with people. Like there was this whole like common themes and it was like rapid fire calls. And at first I thought what people wanted and needed were like the tools to be growing their business. Cause my strategies have never involved meetings, coffees, conferences, cocktail parties. I mean, if you go, that's great, but you don't have to, to build relationships. So I thought if I could help more and more people, the more people we had not freaking out and continuing to work and doing what they needed to do, the better off we all are, right? So I kind of started with that premise, but I said, we're going to get together, started with once a week. And I'm just going to help you know what to do. What has turned into is it's your productivity workout for like, it's like going to the gym membership, right? So you get on and I'm the only face you see, but I am 
being bossy and telling you what to do for 25 to 30 minutes. And in that time when we crunch the time and there's a lot of other people online and they're all over the world and people are chatting in the chat box and active and connecting and collaborating, but you're getting your stuff done, whether it's your LinkedIn and your task management and your calendars, you walk out and you're like, okay, this wasn't so bad. What normally would take you hours to get done, we shrink to 25 minutes. Wow. So we've gone, we're twice a week now on Mondays and Wednesdays, and we're about to launch a third time zone for um, the folks over in the Asia Pacific time zones where people have been asking for Focus 30 to be at a, a reasonable time so they're not working in the middle of the night. Huh. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Who does, who does that? <laughs> That's a total nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right but the, the best part of it is the live like it's not about having just the tools and being able to repeat it people want to be on their live and the energy of knowing that there's other people working with you it's like the old days of when you could work in a conference room and everybody had their own thing going on but there was that energy about it love it it's a i love the productivity workout and the collective experience of getting blue done <laughs> Right. Like, I mean, that was one of the names on the block for it. And um, fortunately or unfortunately, it was taken. But it's really all about just shrink your time. Get that. You know, it's like, you know, when you're in a great office and everybody's moving around fast paced, there's that energy to it. We have to create that a new way now. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Uh, do you guys use Zoom or what, what technology do you use for that? So we use Zoom right now. I will tell you in the whole year of doing this, I've only had one bad Zoom day, like where Zoom completely failed. It was last Monday. 50% of the people it told that the meeting didn't exist and 50% were in. So we did a replay today. Hey, it's just whole- normal life. You know, sometimes, you know, you get random Exactly. I have no idea why I did that. Um, I won't lie that I'm actively looking at moving away from Zoom. But right oh, this yeah. minute it is on Zoom. Very interesting. Um, I like the observation of you saying that um, I'm bossy and that's okay. Tell me more about that. <laughs> about what? Being bossy and that's oh, okay. Oh, I'm totally bossy. I am like, you know what? We have too many decisions in the world, right? You go to the grocery store and there's this like whole wall of spaghetti sauces and people can't even make up their mind about like which sauce they want to put on their pasta. So the problem, and I mean this with no disrespect, there's a lot of place for this, but when you have people come in and speak to an organization on productivity or time management or relationship building or LinkedIn, it's just a talk. It's a lecture that you then have to go figure out how to implement. Rather, if somebody's just telling you right now, you have two minutes, go connect with three new people. You don't have all day. You got three minutes, go. Like, let's go right now. And there's the momentum of getting it done. And it takes, you don't have to think about it. You're not, you don't come in and negotiate with me. Like you want to go to the gym. And when the trainer says we're doing bicep curls, you don't start like complaining in the middle of the workout. Like you just do them. It's the same thing. I'm totally bossy. I love it. I love how you own it too. That's I know, but maybe I should be bossy with my kids now that I'm thinking about it. Back to the whole food situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, there is there is a, there is a world where that is possible, and 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 you change. This I'm learning from you. I'm going to learn this from you. 
I don't know. I, uh, I, I, as my husband tells me that I'm a B minus mother, but I'm an A plus lawyer. So um, I don't know if that's your standard. I, I happen to agree with him. So, but I'm um, that with you. <laughs> so I love that focus on productivity. Um, let's talk a little bit more about it because you know this year, you know the past year has been different and. Um, and you know the the meaning of productivity has changed. Um, if you could change one thing, the way we work or we do do things or the way we business develop, what would it be? I would tell people to just own who you are, right? Ditch the pitch, like throw it away. People want to work with real people, and knowing that we have to build big careers. And that's actually how you get work-life balance, right? We don't try to like squeeze it into the margins with like some dry shampoo and hoping and praying. Like, you know, because when people come to me, they're like, I have been trying everything to bring in clients and nothing's working. And I'm like, okay, well, like, tell me about how you connect with people. Well, like once every couple of weeks, once a month, I try to reach out to somebody. That's not a strategy. That's like sprinkling something and hoping it might stick in an ocean. It just... That's not strategy. So if we could just get real and make it simpler, but know that it's based off of people want to build real relationships with real people. And when we do that, the productivity is easier because we're energized by it because we it, the whole cycle works together, right? So I think that we've got this like airbrushed, fakey world going on where like we want to look like we've always got it going together, which means that we're like in a constant state of busy that is just counterproductive. Yeah. Yeah. We well, certainly the during the pandemic, I guess the, the, the you can call it the end of the airbrushed world, right? Right. I mean, thankfully there's still some that are trying I think that there's the air the airbrushed of appearances maybe is going away, but there's still like this idea out there that you know, people are going to expect you to have it all pulled together. And I'm the first person to tell you, I don't. But we're going to work through what you need to have pulled together. You still want to be professional and you still want to be doing great work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, increasingly in all my endeavors, um, I, I look at kind of what do you have to show for yourself? What do I have to show for yourself? What folks who, who I work with show for themselves, you know, at the end, the results become much, much more important than appearances. I and love that. I love that approach. I love that. Yeah. And the tenor of the conversations you have with, as a service provider, as uh, with your vendors, with, with your employees, um, it's just, it's very different. Uh, when you don't have an office to have appearances, you, you have to focus on results. Um, and that the result, different con uh, results driven conversation is just very different. Totally. And it's such a great approach. It's like, it's just a good reframe that hopefully that we carry forward, that this wasn't like a blip in time where we had a pandemic, we stopped doing all this and now we're going to flip backwards. I mean, I think there's some definite lessons that we need to carry forward. Yeah, I actually, I don't know, that may be a thing. I, because um, now that we're nearing toward the end of pandemic, I think. Hopefully, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> seriously, did you just say that out loud? Like, yeah, I have a little bit of a fear. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about going back to a real world. There's part of me that is super excited, but there's a part of me sort of, you know, there are some good things about 
um, you know, the pandemic in, 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 uh, in that we focused on results and uh, embraced a productivity and technology and uh, became much more accepting about uh, things, you know, uh, who we are and our daily realities and, um, and showing up as ourselves. I'm a little worried to going back to the world where, you know, appearances may matter. Um, things like, you know, silly travel, unnecessary commute may matter. Um, okay. I worry about it. <laughs> I, I do too. I mean, I used to spend so much time in my car, right? And now my kids laugh because they're like, you, like, you don't drive like barely at all. And I'm like, isn't that a blessing? Like, I don't want to go back to where there was so much time either spent coordinating travel, coordinating logistics, like all of that is cleared out. And I don't know about you, but like, I love it. Like I actually liked, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, having lunch with my kids. I didn't get to have it with, with them when they were babies and when they were little. So now they're real people and I can talk to them and I actually enjoy it. I mean, I don't anymore. They go to school now, but my parenting skills improve with time. I guess that's true for most people, but uh, it's partially because I, I happen to like my kids much more as they grow up and become actually oh, interesting right. people and have fully formed thoughts. The baby stage was a little bit more difficult for me. My husband is the other way around. Uh, he he he's you know very upset that they're growing up, and I'm I cannot understand that. Um, but he really loved the baby stage and I really love the, you know, growing up adult stage. I'm looking forward to building lasting relationships with my kids as they grow up. <laughs> you know, the conversations we now have at the dinner table are so outrageous and they're so fun that, I mean, I would like to kind of freeze this time a little bit. Like I don't, I'm not ready for a kid to like go off to college yet. I want to like kind of bottle where we're at right now. Um, but I can see that it's inching, you know, nearer. Yeah, one day, Deb, you will be releasing them into the wild. <laughs> and I'll be sitting, like, at your doorstep crying, going, so what should we do now? Like, what am I going to do? I, I worry about that. I'm like, okay, what's my project going to well, be? Let me give you one thing on your plan. LinkedIn Live. We'll do another LinkedIn Live. <laughs> Love it. I'm in. <laughs> Let's talk about LinkedIn. Because okay. um, that that's, you know, that's part of sort of business development strategy that you talk quite a lot about. We've met on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't think yeah. we ever met a person. Um, I feel like I know you. I feel like we're this close. Um, I know. I love it. <laughs> Tell me about LinkedIn and business development. Um, well, for starters, I was not a LinkedIn fan. I didn't like start off a huge LinkedIn fan. I got dared to start posting on LinkedIn. And like it changed my world like almost overnight. And it, you know, it didn't change my business development strategy. It enhanced it. Right. So I'm all about building real relationships and showing up where conversations are happening and being a part of it authentically. And especially in the pandemic, LinkedIn has has changed. Right. The glossy, just fancy pictures with congratulations announcements is kind of a thing of the past. I mean, you still see them out there. Um, they're not really what people are engaging on. What people are engaging on is getting to know a little bit about your perspective on how you work, a little bit about your life and how it builds into how you work or what you do or the value you provide clients. And when you can see that and understand that and it makes sense, people are coming to you and saying, hey, I want to talk to you. Hey, I would love to know more about what you do. I want to be in conversation with you 
rather than you always like feeling like you're in this race trying to track down a client and like get in front of somebody. It it change, it shifts the energy. So you yeah. can talk about what you want. I mean, don't you feel that way? That it no, allows no, you absolutely. To I, 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 uh, I, I've always liked LinkedIn. Um, I've been pretty active before pandemic. I've definitely become even more active. Uh, um, I've, you know, sort of found people who support me and I support them and, and we have vibrant conversations and, and I follow certain people. Um, it definitely has been a fantastic community for me. And um, it is nice to see sort of the, I actually, I love glitz pictures, you know, because I, in the end, I was born in high heels. I'm only a Russian woman. But uh, but 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 even even this girl who has been born in high heels, um, you know, really enjoys you know um, substance and uh, conversations where I get to know my colleagues and really. I'm not knocking great pictures. I'm knocking like it used to be. Hold on, hold on. Before I get like barraged with a thousand messages, okay? Just hear me out. I'm all about graphics. Like yours, I love your sketches. Like I love them. Okay, I love them. I love them. I love them. Love them. Love them. I look forward to them every day. However, it's the it's the photoshopped look that like somebody's trying to make it look like a marketing catalog. That's no, no, not I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I no, I, I I will hold my own on this one. I. It's the stuff that looks like it's like you could be like a billboard and you're hoping that that gets you attraction. Like people like we all love your sketches because we can relate to it. It's taking big topics and making it very easy to digest, but also very much like you. And like, I love it because it's just like talking to you. I love it. I didn't mean to fish for compliments, but I have to say I enjoyed it. So, so keep them coming. <laughs> we'll be best friends forever, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to eat heart. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, I mean, we're 22 minutes in. We know. Should, should, should stop it at some point. But let me ask you sort of the last question. If you were to give professionals sort of one piece of advice um, to take their career to next level, um, whether it's on LinkedIn or generally, or in their abilities to negotiate with their loved ones about food, um, what would it be? Um, get into the conversation. Stop standing back and get into the conversation. If you can keep standing back, but everybody else is going to keep growing and other people are having those conversations. And when you can come to the table and listen and be interested, don't worry about sounding smart. Don't worry about sounding polished. Be curious and be willing to listen to what somebody else has to say or what somebody else needs and showing up and it will, it starts to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the end, you know, we work with the people for the people. And if you don't have that connection, what do you have? Right. It's it's otherwise you're always in a scramble for a project. And I'd I'd rather have the human connection any day and being part of the conversation that then comes with the project. Oh, on that right now, Deb, you enjoy your weekend. I thank you for holding. You too. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun.